Welcome to Monday Morning Inspiration, a production of Christian Growth Ministry featuring Bible teacher Brad Simon. It's our prayer and desire to inspire and encourage you to grow in your faith and walk closer with the Lord. The gun should never have been left lying around where two unsupervised eight-year-old boys could play with it, making the carelessness even worse was that it was loaded. Something catastrophic was bound to happen, and it did. There was a loud bang, a puff of smoke, a gush of blood, and an outburst of loud screaming. The year was 1816, in a small medieval village in southern France. The bullet struck young Placid Capot in his right hand, destroying his hand so badly it had to be amputated. His dream to follow his father's career of winemaking and barrel fabrication was suddenly ended. Turning to education, he received a law degree, but he never practiced law. Instead, he became a local wine merchant whose main hobby was writing verse. While he found some success in writing poetry, he never achieved widespread literary success or fame. Although raised in the local Catholic church, he drifted away from religion, first blaming God for his accident, then doubting if God really existed. In 1843, the local church in that small town had a new pipe organ installed and was set to dedicate it that year on Christmas Eve. The parish priest asked Placid Capot to write a poem for the event, hoping that it would draw him back to the church. He also asked if he would have his friend Adolf Adam, an accomplished composer of classical music, to compose a tune for the poem. Capot felt both puzzled and flattered, and told the priest he would do his best to come up with something suitable. For reference, he turned to Luke's gospel about the birth of Christ, reasoning that it would give him an authoritative framework on which he might base his poem. He wrote what he believed it would have been like to witness the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, and gave his work the title of Christmas Carol. Although being a Jew and did not believe in Jesus, Adolf Adams agreed to compose a tune. He spent three weeks perfecting his composition and ended up with what is frequently called a heartbreakingly beautiful piece of music. The parish priest was overcome with awe and gratitude with the new song. He contacted Emily Laurie, a famous opera singer who lived locally, to perform the song that Christmas Eve. The congregation at that midnight mass loved the carol, and within a short time it won the hearts and approval of people all over France. The Catholic Church in France originally endorsed its use in Christmas ceremonies. Then, something strange happened. Ten years after that first performance, church authorities learned that it was written by an atheist with a strong disdain for religious authority and composed by a Jew. Outraged, the church leadership denounced the song and banned it from the French liturgy. But the common people disregarded the band and continued to sing it at Christmas ceremonies all over France. In 1855, on a trip to France, John Sullivan Dwight heard the song, and being an ardent abolitionist, he strongly identified with the lines of the third verse, 
Change shall he break, for the slave is our brother. The text supported Dwight's own view against slavery in the South. He translated the song into English and changed its title. Quickly it found favor in America, especially in the North, and it served as a song of encouragement to the Northern troops during the Civil War. On Christmas Eve, 1906, Reginald Fessenden, an inventor working for Thomas Edison, experimented with a microphone and a new type of generator. In a strong, clear voice, he read the Christmas story from the Gospel of Luke into the microphone. Shocked radio operators on ships and astonished wireless owners at newspapers sat in awe as their normal coded impulses heard over a tiny speaker was interrupted by a voice reading from the Gospel of Luke. To the few who caught this broadcast, it must have seemed like a miracle, hearing a person's voice somehow transmitted to those far away. Unaware of the sensation he was causing on ships and in offices, Fessenden picked up his violin and played this Christmas hymn, the first song ever played over the airwaves. And since the moment a handful of people first heard it played over the radio, the carol has gone on to become one of the entertainment's industry's most recorded and played spiritual songs. This incredible work, requested by a forgotten parish priest, written by an atheist, given musical life by a Jewish composer, and brought to America by a political activist to serve as a tool to spotlight the sinful nature of slavery, has become one of the most beautiful, inspired pieces of music ever created, as it tells the marvelous story of the birth of our Savior. This Christmas hymn serves as a stark reminder to us that no matter what our past may hold, God can still use us in a powerful way as we serve Him. As you listen to this song this Christmas season, may you be reminded of its checkered past and know that no matter what has happened in your life, God's love is greater and He can still use you to be a blessing for others. But more than that, as you listen, it is my prayer that you are inspired to fall on your knees in worship to our Lord and Savior, as the shepherds did so many years ago. Listen now as I sing those inspirational words with such a checkered past. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's For yonder 
Let's pray. Dear Father, so often we look to our sinful past and think that we could never be useful to you, a holy God. But as this Christmas hymn reminds us, you are in the business of changing lives. All through Scripture, there are examples of lives you have transformed, people with a sinful past who became godly men and women 
and served you in a powerful and meaningful way. O Lord, this Christmas season, may we slow down and take time to remember the reason for the season. May we take time to reflect on the holy night when Christ was born, that because of him we can experience forgiveness for our sins and a restored relationship with you. Because of him we can have peace in our lives and hope for the future. In his precious name we pray. Amen. You have been listening to Monday Morning Inspiration. We pray you were inspired by today's podcast and encourage you to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. For more information, go to ChristianGrowthMinistry.com. Thank you for listening. 